Welcome to Set the Tone, the BTL podcast. This program explores fact and fiction in health and fitness so that you and your patients can achieve your healthiest look. The podcast is made possible with support from BTL, makers of MSculpt Neo. Aesthetic practices today increasingly take a holistic approach to patient care, focusing on helping patients feel better as well as look better. New York City's Dr. Paul Jared Frank, founder of P. Frank MD and Skin Salon, says health runs much more than skin deep. In this episode, he talks to fashion designer Ramey Brook, who has both an online and brick and mortar retail space. She has dressed Cindy Crawford, Juliana Margulies, and Kate Beckinsale, to name a few. Stay tuned after their conversation for marketing tips to help your practice succeed with body contouring technologies. I'm so glad we're talking about fashion because listen, everything we do in our life, whether it's in beauty or wellness, it's it's about not only being healthy, but it's about self-image. And I think you can agree more than anybody else that how you dress and how you present yourself and all variation is, is a big part of that. So what kind of originally inspired you to to get into this? Um, so you know, I grew I grew up in a family full of girls. I'm the middle sister. I have an older sister and a younger sister. And my mother is extremely fashionable. Even though she was a teacher, she really loved fashion, and she actually made all of our clothes. Really? So yeah, um, she wanted us all to go matching. So. She would make our clothes from those old McCall patterns and she would take us out. Everybody thought we were a singing group. They didn't realize that my mother just wanted us all to look the same. Um, so that was part of it. And I grew up in New Jersey, not far from the Short Hills Mall, which um, was just a very fun mall to shop at. And I ended up working there in high school, too. So I was just surrounded by clothing, women, fashion my whole life. I could picture you in the mall right now. Total 80s. Total 80s. You picked up a lot of inspiration. How long has brand been around? So my brand has been around, I started in the beginning of 2010. So it's been 20, uh, 10 years. Wow. And I'm yeah. sure lots have changed over those 10 years, yes? Yes. Lots have changed over those 10 years. And quite a bit has changed, but I, I kind of look at everything as decades and it's interesting how every decade has a different feel. And um, so it's, it is an ever-changing, evolving world. But part of the reason I started this company is because I was missing certain classics as opposed to just buying things that were trendy. And the classics to me was that beautiful silk blouse that you could wear with jeans or wear with a skirt and it could stay in your closet as opposed to something that you just have to like put in that to-go bag when you clean it out. So there are some pieces that I have that I've had for years. Some may call it vintage. I still call it um, clothing I love. But um, yeah, so yes, trends change, fabrics change, patterns change. Um, but the classics to me are still quite classic. And what doesn't change is people want to look and feel good, right? Absolutely. And, uh, that, that's the whole point. Yeah. And, you know, I think a lot, not only in your world, but in my world, we're so much more conscious now in, in the best of ways about body positivity. Um, 
I, I believe there there's still room for growth, significant room for growth. But I think now we are accepting that all people don't have to be born skinny and perfect and equal in different way. We're all equal, but our, we come in different shapes and sizes and colors, and that's a good thing. And I I see this as an expert, in, and I'm sure you know the same thing with clothing. So when you design, do you keep this 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 type of uh, changing wave in mind? Um, I do. You know, it's interesting because when I started, it was um, very organic and it was pieces that were missing in my wardrobe. So it fit my body type. And when I designed the first six tops and one dress, um, it wasn't very bra friendly. Things were sleeveless. Things were very mini. And when I started to do trunk shows, um, most of the women had requests and it pretty much came up everywhere. People wanted to wear a bra. People didn't want to look top heavy. People wanted to cover their arms. People wanted to cover their knees. So now I start to think like other women think, or I believe they think for their own body type. You know, everybody's got their own strengths and what they feel they look good in. And everybody has that part of their body where they want to cover. So I've I've learned to do that. I hope I've learned to do that. So every woman, um, no matter how they feel, or really no matter what their age is, that they feel comfortable in, in a piece of our clothing. Yeah, it's funny. In the beauty world, I say, you know, in my book, The Pro-Aging Playbook, it's just how like beauty and wellness and feeling good, looking good is, what, you know, it, it's across all socioeconomic classes. It's a form of grooming now. People feel normal and comfortable with wanting to look good. And I always say, Everyone has a version of their good hair day, no matter how not vain or fashionable or not everything. Everyone has that picture that they prefer over the other. And if we live in a world about body positivity where we could talk about things, it makes things more approachable for people. And I'm sure fashion for many years was not approachable for a whole category of people that now they can, you know, kind of fit into. Right. Right. I mean, growing up, it's definitely, um, you know, all the 90s supermodels and they were super, super skinny. And that was what we tried to be and look like. And that was our image. Um, and the world has definitely changed since then for, for better, obviously. Uh, women could feel great about different body parts that they may not have been able to, you know, at least when I was growing up. And I'm so happy because I have a daughter who's 16 and I want her to feel great about herself, you know, all the time. Yeah. So. Absolutely. Now, obviously, you've gone through a lot of changes in the last several months. And I'm going to ask you the question that everyone's asking me, except we're not going to be talking about beauty. We're going to be talking about fashion. How has COVID-19 and what's going on in the world changed your perspective on moving forward about what's going on? here? Yeah. So, I mean, it's definitely changed the way I think about certain things in our business. Pretty, I mean, almost overnight. Um, the world of walking into a store stopped. Yeah. So yeah. we have one brick and mortar store, but we are sold in a lot of department stores and a lot of boutique stores. Um, That's on the Upper East Side, right? Yeah, on the Upper East Side, 980 Madison. Right Come visit. We're open. It's a gorgeous store, everybody. Yeah. So overnight, so that changed for the for the industry. Um, so we had to really find a different way to connect with our customer. And 
online shopping has always been big and it's always been important to the fashion business. And it's something prior to COVID, we were always operationally geared up to do. And now um, it's more important than ever that we're able to connect and get our message out via the internet. So that changed for us and just really thinking out of the box and also figuring out how to do things from home that usually we wouldn't be doing at home. You know, we have photo shoots every six weeks with models and photographers and makeup artists. And the photo shoot we had this summer was, um, it was my daughter and myself <laughs> in our backyard with my son filming. So um, we, we, we had a pivot and we had to think of different ways, but I think we're, um, I feel really positive about what's going on right now. I think a lot of the changes in all of our industries, these were certain inevitabilities we would have had to assimilate to doing things more online. My skincare line and I now have an online store. Um, you know, it, I mean, I can't, I can't inject Botox and do fat treatments from home, but there's a big, a lot, a lot part that I can do virtually um, that I would normally just do in my office otherwise. So I think a, a lot of these things were inevitabilities um, for us anyway. Um, and I think we just all adjust to it. It's amazing. It's amazing how we could all adjust and still succeed, which has also been exciting to know that we could do that. Absolutely. And I always think the strong will survive. And uh, I'd like to put us both in that quarter, into that category. Oh, yeah. You're listening to Set the Tone, the BTL podcast, made possible with support from BTL Aesthetics, makers of M-Sculpt Neo. Be sure to listen to other episodes in this series as Dr. Frank explores nutrition, exercise trends, fashion, and more. Now back to the conversation with Ramey Brooke. Are there certain mistakes that they make or th that when they're getting really dressed up, like wearing too much, you know, jewelry, right. fancy clothing or labels? Like what's that one thing you see all the time? So I do think people don't always understand that um, they can mix and match high, low and still look amazing. Um, I think some of the biggest mistakes I see is when I see someone in designer head to toe, literally head to toe. Um, and it's not necessary. They could throw on something from Zara and throw on a top and wear, you know, jewelry that is costume, mix it with real jewelry and still look fabulous. I mean, you don't just because things are expensive doesn't make it great. Yeah. So Absolutely. I think that's one of the biggest fashion um, no-nos out there. This is true in beauty. Too much is not a good thing. I'm constantly, people keep expecting me to sell them more skincare, sell them more procedures. It's really about streamlining. I try and simplify things, do a little bit, a few different things here and there. It gets the best results. It's like, you don't want, you don't want someone wearing their features on their face, like the letters on their bag. You know what I mean? True. That's what I always say. And ultimately, right, I think everybody, whether it's with their exercise or fashion or their Botox, they want to look effortless, right? I think that's what yep. people want feel like they roll out of bed looking fabulous, like at Studio 54 at midnight, you know? Yeah, that's, that's my goal. That's why I get my hair blown out. So it looks like I did it myself and it's all kind of wavy and messy, but it's, so it's a natural look. Well, what people don't realize, it's like when they say uh, they, they want to be graceful, they want to, they want to grow old gracefully, they want to do this. It, it takes a lot of work to look graceful. You know what I mean? It takes attention. 
detail and to know your fashion and to know your makeup and to know your skincare and do all these things. But it doesn't have to be so complicated that you're putting on a million and different things at once. So I definitely see that as well. I agree. Uh, and, and the beauty and the clothes, at the end of the day, it gives you confidence, which I think is the bottom line for what we both do is that's why we all do this because we want to look good and feel good. So, I mean, most of the women who buy the clothes is really buying it so other women could say, wow, you look great. So it's all about you, you feeling great about yourself. Well, confidence, in my opinion, by definition, is you're impressing yourself. Like you're doing something for yourself. People have this, people have this misconception, which I think is breaking, that like you're wearing you should be wearing great clothes or getting cosmetic surgery because you have to impress other people. If you're doing things to impress yourself that empower you, that give you confidence, you don't have to worry about the other people because people smell it and they treat you different when you carry yourself with that sense of self. So I think, you know, finally people are realizing that whether it's wearing beautiful clothing or getting a little tweakments here and there, that it's not about narcissism. It's just about self-empowerment. And everyone has their own different level of that. I, I fully agree. I fully agree. And it's a good lesson for kids. It's a good lesson for any age. Um, and as we get older, I love all the work you do to make it look natural and beautiful. Thank you. Now, now, now listen, I'm doing a lot of treatments. A lot of people come into me. You know, I do everything from, uh, you know, liposuction to minimally invasive treatments, injections and all these things. And the advantage of me, you know, I look at it, my job is I'm icing on the cake. I really want people who take care of themselves, eat well. And that's why I work with experts like you and Stacy and nutritionists and all these other people in fitness and wellness. Um, but we know that God can only give you so much and exercise and nutrition only goes so far. And that's kind of where I come in to be the icing on the cake um, to make improvements. Now, you're an icing on the cake too, because I'm sure women come to you and they're, you know, they're maybe pear shaped and no matter how much they exercise or diet that doesn't change. And maybe they don't want to come see a guy like me. Are there certain tricks that you use or things with your styling of clothing or your recommendations to help minimize the problems and maximize assets? Yeah. Well, I think there are certain tricks to dressing, to um, making yourself look taller or, uh, making yourself look um, slimmer. slimmer or bigger busted. So, um, you know, if you wear something that's all black top to bottom, it's going to give you a slimmer look. If you wear high-waisted pants, it's going to make your legs look longer than they may look in something else. Um, if you've got thin legs, um, you may want to wear tight jeans to show off those thin legs. And... You know, just because you wear a blousey top doesn't mean you're going to look heavy. It may actually do the exact opposite. So um, I think there are little tricks of the trade um, to different body types and how to dress. Yeah. I mean, I think it's so great, whether it's fashion or exercise or cosmetic dermatology, that there's so much there's so much availability of content now, an acceptable form of communication, all the things we're talking about. And it really gives people a lot of options to kind of find the best version of themselves. And some people may not opt for fashion and they may do want cosmetic dermatology. Some people may only do fashion and exercise and they're not coming to me. And some people do a little bit of everything. But I think there's so many tricks out there now that we can help with that people should find their own sort of balance, right? I mean, that's yeah. what it's really. Yeah. And it's oh. also just knowledge. It's just 
reading more of things that you could do um, to make you to make yourself look better and feel better. So people may not know that you you know you offer all those things and it could really help and just tweak um, things so much that you're like, wow, my face face looks so fresh. So same with a top, like maybe instead of buying black, you wear red. And then you walk out the door and everyone's like, wow, I love that color on you. So there's, there are some things. I used to think when I was in training in the 90s and stuff like that, um, that all these disciplines, fashion, beauty, uh, wellness, exercise, they were all kind of like disciplines that sat on opposite sides of the cafeteria and didn't like each other very much. They were like in competition. They had reasons to judge one another. And I think they're all sitting in the center of the cafeteria right now, realizing that it's a synergistic kind of effect. And um, really, I'm so happy that we got your perspective, Randy, on here. Thank you. Fashion trends change, and so do social media trends. Marketing expert Wendy Lewis, author of Aesthetic Clinic Marketing in the Digital Age, has some tips to help you make the most of your social media outreach, including new channels to consider. It's important to remember that your social channels are very powerful tools. The content you put out there is giving patients and your colleagues a window into who you are as a professional, as well as a parent, a partner, a citizen, and just an individual person. In other words, your social channels are dynamic. So always think about what you're posting. This is not something to approach in a very haphazard way. Speaking of the channels that are important in 2020 going into 2021, of course, Facebook and everything owned by Facebook is important. Instagram, obviously. WhatsApp will become more important. It's certainly bigger outside of the US than it is for us here. Twitter, I think, is really a news channel and probably not the best to spend a lot of time on for an aesthetic practice. LinkedIn is business to business where we talk to each other, not necessarily talk to patients. But Instagram and Reels and Instagram Lives and Instagram Stories are really, really popular now. And obviously the new kid on the block is TikTok. But because of TikTok's future being somewhat uncertain as to exactly how it's going to roll out under new management in the U.S. market. Well, Instagram has taken this opportunity to open what they call Reels as their alternative to TikTok, and it's actually quite fun. So you may enjoy just using Reels and not really going on, going out for TikTok. It's a very similar platform. TikTok, however, is probably a little more trendy. It's also skews a little bit younger. So Instagram Reels is easier for most of us because we're already on Instagram. We understand the platform and we already have a following on that channel. So I would urge you to take a look at Reels and maybe take a deep dive into it because I'm seeing a lot of practices really actually enjoying it. And TikTok did something that no one else has really done. They've broken the mold of social media content and what they've created is a huge trend globally for short form video, 15 seconds to 60 seconds if you put a few of these 15 second videos together and they set them to music. So they're fun and they're kind of funky and they're not as serious or stuffy as some of the other content that we create. So patients are loving it. Still, yes, 
more young than anti-aging patients, but like any channel in social media, they tend to grow up. Your patients grow up, and hopefully your practice grows too. We hope that Set the Tone, the BTL podcast, will help you advance. Keep an ear out for more episodes of the series, made possible with support from BTL, via modernaesthetics.com or wherever you get podcasts. Thanks for listening.